welcome to another episode of Rebecca and Rebecca. I'm Rebecca Reed in Indiana, and this is my partner, Rebecca Yager in Texas. Hey, Rebecca. Hi, how are you? Oh, doing well. Trying to stay warm today. (laughs) Yeah, well, yes, that gets to be a challenge this time of year sometimes. Absolutely. Well, we're here to talk about It's Your Love. Um, by Rachel D. Russell. And this is book two in the Fox Family series uh, by from Sunrise Publishing. And this is a, a contemporary romance. And Rebecca's going to read the blurb for us so that we kind of have a bigger picture of what we're talking about before we get started. Let's learn about the book. <laughs> so when Grayson Fox is asked to return home to Deep Haven, and run the Wrangler Wrangler activities for the local camp. The last thing he expects is to run into the one woman he never wanted to see again. Worse, she's his boss. But Grayson has big hopes for a life back in Oregon, and he must keep the promise to the camp in order to keep his dreams alive. Just because Beth Strauss has stuck around Deep Haven doesn't mean she doesn't want a bigger life. And becoming the camp assistant director is the first step to that bigger life. Of course, standing in her way happens to be the one man who has always managed to derail her dreams, the way too arrogant Grayson Fox. But if they want to keep the camp afloat and their dreams alive, the two must learn to work together. But will these enemies become sweethearts? And if they do, will they find something even better than the dreams they're striving for? So again, this is book two of the Fox Family series. And so let's dig into uh, Grayson and Beth. So what were your overall impressions? Well, overall, I really enjoyed this book. Um, I didn't get to listen to it on audiobook, so that was very kind of a sad for me. I was because I just don't have time to sit and read, but I did enjoy this book. And um I, it, it took me a bit to get into it, not because the story was slow, but just because my time was so limited. So I was reading little snippets at a time. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like took me a bit to get the momentum going. Mm-hmm. But um, once I got at about, I don't know, 75, 80%, then I was like trying to find time to read the book. So um, it was definitely a, a good read. It wasn't, it wasn't slow or anything like that. It was really just me <laughs> that took me forever to read it. So um, you were slow. <laughs> I was slow. The book was not slow. The story was not slow. No, no, not at all. You? Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess we should mention for fans of Susan May Warren, they might recall, remember the name of Deep ha- Haven because Susan has set several of her books there so it's kind of a fun tie-in and and Susie May edited this uh series um in this particular book too so uh so it's kind of fun to go back to Deep Haven if you're a fan of Mm -hmm. Susan May Warren I've read previous books of hers um I really enjoyed it too I think what we mentioned off air before we came on was um uh, some of the characters dark moments their backgrounds histories um, this isn't just a fluffy romance. It's a fun romance, but there, there's some serious back issues that are affecting the characters uh, when we meet them at the point the story begins. And I'm I'm really liking the real life. And, and if you read Romance for Escapism, you're still going to find your escapism, I think. But um, I, I do like the issues. I would agree. Um, I 
I really enjoyed, well, for, I'm a horse person. So if you're a horse person, you will have to read this book because there is really authentic horse tie-ins here. And it's not just your person who's like kind of doesn't really know anything about horses and they're trying to write about horses. This author knows horses and you can tell, but she also keeps it. If you're not a horse person, not a, not a rider, you can still understand everything. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't confusing, but she incorporates a lot of really subtle details that a, a, a person who's been around horses for a long time is going to really appreciate. The, the, the personalities of the horses really come through. They all have a different, unique personality. I mean, there's, there's really like three or four horses that are kind of focused that she focuses on. And each of them is very unique, very different, kind of represents a different type of animal. And um, they just, they do a lot of, of riding and doing things on horseback. So if that's something that you enjoy, or if you've ever been um, camping with horses or trail riding, you know, that kind of thing, you're going to really love it. So that's just a plug for people who are like me and really enjoy that side of things. Um, I also thought, you know, that she did a great job of not letting that part take over the story. It's, it's a very, a very well written, um, enhancement to the story, but mm -hmm. it doesn't take it over. Mm -hmm. Well, again, we, we've liked, um, in the past, you know, towns that have become a character in the story. And in this sense, the camp is almost a character. It's, it's what brings them together and what they're striving to keep afloat. And the horses and their different personalities are, are all part of that that just adds, you know, the extra depth, I think, to the story. And, yeah. And the, and the camp really gives them problems that they have to overcome and work together. So that's, it, it really forces the proximity, you know, and you talk about those, some of those romances that use that force proximity. This does, but it's, it's, it's not the same exact trope that as you would think. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's a definitely a variation of that, but the kids that come to really present a different element as well. And, and they're able to really use, um, the kids' personalities to kind of pull out things from the two characters that maybe they didn't even realize they had or that they could do things that they could do um, and ways that they would, and more ways to like work together, you know, that they hadn't planned on specifically. Mm -hmm. So that created um, some really neat um, touching moments, I thought. And, mm -hmm. and it really showed Grayson's heart, especially when he got in with the kids um, because that was his, that's his dream, you know, is to start a ranch for kids in Oregon. And so he's not planning on staying in Deep Haven. He's from Deep Haven. He has a lot of ties to Deep Haven and we see that and you get to see Lake Superior, you get to see some of your favorite haunts, you know, if, like as, as Rebecca mentioned, you know, if you're fans of Deep Haven and Susie Mae Warren's Deep Haven, you're going to see some of those things but you're also going to see some new things. And, and we're focused on the Fox bakery because his sister, Grayson's sister works there and owns it really now and runs it. And um, so you're going to get some of that plus some of the characters that you've seen, you know, 
right just which makes previous books deep well this is book two that we're talking about it's your love and book one is robin's story grayson's sister's story yeah. and that's how sweet it is by the way we'll give an extra plug for that so um you can you can get to know even more about deep haven and in this family um that's there the great the fox family um yes grayson does have family there that he seems to be running from by staying in oregon and beth although she stayed in deep haven is almost running away from life getting out of deep haven or pursuing yeah there's she has a lot well her mother ran off on her and her father um and brother she has a brother older brother mm -hmm. so her mother just took off they don't really give you a lot of details on it um in the story but her mother just left you know it's like she's like i don't want to do this anymore or something along those lines and just kind of left she didn't even say goodbye according to the story so it's kind of a very um traumatic event for mm -hmm. beth who was only five or something no, at the time older than nine. and i don't know nine eight she wasn't very old and she was still very young for relatively yeah and um you know and so that becomes her she doesn't want to be like mom and so every time she starts to step into what people would normally consider the next phase of your life. I mean, after you graduate, you know, you go off and you either start a job, you go to college, you go to trade school, you do something. She never really took that step because to her, it was like, it was too scary because she was approaching that leaving and that leaving was a hurdle that she just couldn't get over. Mm hmm. Well, she felt like she'd be abandoning her her father and even yeah. in a sense her brother. And she didn't want to, even though the leaving would have been a natural course in life, that was such a traumatic traumatic experience for her. Um, she was abandoned by her mom. I mean, let's put it flat out there. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That, she has attached, she has that whole abandonment issue that, mm -hmm. and it's huge. It's not just a little, it's like develop, it's led her entire her entire life has revolved around that idea of i can't leave them i have to take care of them i have to stay here i have to and she's put that on herself she she has and it's almost the extreme that she's does so much for others trying to it's like she's making up for mom leaving or, or whatever she is just so yeah. outwardly focused that she's not doing much for herself is true yeah is, is how i read it and then grayson on the other hand is also kind of outwardly focused but doesn't want to come back to to heartbreaking memories i don't want to give away the story it's so hard to talk and not give away the spoilers and and um but has a heartbreaking past and so coming back to deep haven he has to face and confront those memories um there and and you know his sister's there his grandparents are there and and He's not sure he wants to stay. He's, he has a life planned. Yeah. yeah, he's he's actually sure he doesn't want to stay yeah. at the beginning. Of course, yeah. things happen. And so then that comes into question. But, um, you know, I speaking at it from a reader standpoint, it was it was just well put together. But from a writer's standpoint, I, I looked at this book from a writer's standpoint and it really challenged me to look deeper into my character's 
backstory and really be sure what their issue what their issues really are because and dig deeper for deeper issues not just to let a surface issue be enough and to really so that the story can really have a bigger impact because that's what i thought this story i thought the author did a great job of formulating all of the things that happen they funnel you into this one moment which where things just completely fall apart for both mm -hmm. the hero mm -hmm. and the heroine and it totally hits their wounds and their lies and i'm i know i'm talking writer speak but like for those of you who are writers you'll know what i mean and those kind of things are it hits it nails it like exactly perfectly and they both come out of that completely broken from what happened and then they have to like pick up and then we have to find out whether the romance can survive right. that breaking because it definitely it just shattered both of them and it was a it was from a writer's standpoint when i read it i'm like this is amazing it was just really really good well and as a reader so as a writer but and as a reader of the same goal we want to be emotionally swept away so we want to write the stories that will take our characters on the journey and for our readers they get they're just swept away and caught up in the story and and touching their emotions in a deeper way and you do that by having deeper layers within your characters uh, you know i know people complain like they get real upset when the hero and heroine break up when a simple conversation would have resolved whatever the little problem was. So it is good to go deeper mm -hmm. you know, and, and make things real, if that makes sense <laughs> on that. But uh, yeah, you get yeah. emotionally swept away in the story. I would agree. Yeah. And, I've, and, and I'm not going to tell you what the ending is, but you will love how she brought it all together. I mean, I, I thought... Because there were several things that could have happened, several ways she could have gone with it. And I I really like how she did it. And I, I think it's kind of a, it's not the norm, maybe, I guess, is what I, I also like that. That it's not necessarily the norm right. yeah. how it's usually done, which yeah. is always awesome because it's, it's going to give you the feeling you want, but in, in a way that's a little bit unexpected. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a twist and a little bit unexpected, which is it, which makes this just all the more fun um, as a as a contemporary romance book. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it is a good one for writers to study to to look at the characterization of it all. But it's a great one for readers to get emotionally caught up and swept away in the story. And back to your horses, I'm I've ridden horses but don't know, haven't been around them. And yes, I live in Texas, but we don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't live on a ranch <laughs> and stuff. So um, I, I could relate to the horse. I mean, understand enough, there was one piece of equipment. I didn't know what it was, but that didn't bother me in the story. I knew they were saddling up the horses you know, yeah. <laughs> and doing that. Um, I love the camp aspect of it too. Um, and talking about the trail rides and, and kind of what it takes to run a camp. You know, you don't think yeah. about that as much. Yeah, so. it was interesting. And I think so, too. I think, you know, and I like how she didn't gloss over all the 
mundane tasks that they had to do because, you know, you think of, you know, horse camp and it's like, oh, you got to deal with the horses, but no, it's way more than just that. And she, and I thought this story does a really good job of like kind of sharing all of the little back behind the scenes things that have to happen for the camp to even be allowed to open and be functioning and survive. So it was really good. Yeah. And none of that dragged down the story. In fact, it added to the whole picture you see in your mind as you're reading um, this story, you, you know, the vivid images come up. So I thought she did that well, too. Yeah. How to do the details without dragging, dragging down the story. One thing that I thought she did a really good job with was there was never like a conversation that was happening. And that was the only thing that was happening if you know what I mean, like they were never just sitting and talking to each other. There mm -hmm. was, a, they were, they could have been sitting, but it might've been on the back of a horse while they were checking a trail. It might've been uh, at, at the table where she was doing all this other work that she had to do to keep the camp running, paperwork. planning something, or, you know, there was always something else going on in the mm -hmm. midst of that conversation. So it was never just like, there was always movement, I guess. There was always something. Yeah. And I thought she did a fantastic job of that because that's something that, too, as a newer writer, you have to really be careful of because you just have a tendency to put plump people on a porch step and say, all right, talk to each other. <laughs> and, you know, and you forget to weave in like all the things that are going on around them. And Rachel did a great job mm -hmm. of doing that. So... No, that's a really good point. Now that I think about it, they they always were doing something or they were helping Grayson's sister with bakery stuff with big catering events. Yeah. They were doing something that that just made again, it makes the whole town come alive. Um, you know, and you picture them, uh, the the movie in your mind as you're reading the story um is clearer than just sitting somewhere at a table or on the front porch steps and stuff so yeah. good good observation she's smart y'all do you know that <laughs> but that's you know that's the fun of doing this I mean sidetrack here is that we see different things you know, different yeah. reasons, which makes it fun to talk about and, and of course we'd love to hear from any of y'all out there what you saw that we may have overlooked that yeah jumped out at you we're always happy to have comments and and feedback on this so um Anything else? I think it's easy to say. We recommend it. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, you, you should read it. Um, the one before it, it is very good too. The sweet, what was it called how again? Sweet it the is. With the titles and things. Yeah, how sweet it is. Yes, that I've read that one as well. It was very good. Um, I recommend it too. So. Yeah, and book three just released last month um, with the Waywards Grayson um, Fox sibling, and it's called The Way You Love Me. And so that one you should pick up now as well. So the whole series is out of the Fox family. So uh, worth reading and worth picking up. And, yeah. And, uh, we're excited. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk to Rachel about this and her involvement um, with the Fox family series and how much fun it might have been to write and put these characters together. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing Rachel's uh backstory comments on all of these things because it 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 first of all it's 
they're writing three books in a series, three different authors, but they're all related because they're all about a sibling. So learning, you know, I'm interested in that idea of how you work together and get things, you know, organized and make sure that your characters stay true. Cause she had to write about Robin, who mm -hmm. was, as we mentioned earlier, Grace and sister, who another author created that character. Mm -hmm. So then how do you pull that character into your story and still make her authentic as she was originally made instead of creating her anew in your image, you know, the image you have of her, cause you have to keep her with what the other author already did. So that's a, that's a whole nother, um conversation there and how that works so and then i'm sure you'll ask her about horses so <laughs> first of all i want to know where this beach is in oregon because i want to go there oh yeah at the, at the yeah riding horses on the beach yeah, yeah. so well good we're gonna have a great conversation then with rachel both on the writing side and the reading side and even a little geography lesson it sounds like so um, I say join us in a couple of weeks when we'll talk to Rachel D. Russell about this book, It's Your Love. So. Yep, we'll see you then. Make sure you uh, sign up to subscribe to it so you won't miss any of the episodes that we have on YouTube. And there's also, if you're just a listener, don't forget we're available on a lot of platforms, Spotify, Apple, um, Google. I don't know. There's a whole bunch. If you go to our website, you can find them all there. So... Yeah, we have a, a link tree list of everywhere where you can find us. So yeah, good point. All right. Well, then we'll see y'all in a couple of weeks when we talk to Rachel Russell about It's Your Love. Bye-bye.